Welcome to Brothers King Talk, the place where we talk about songs. My name is Samuel. And I'm JP. And we take our time machine back in 1986, listening to a absolute amazing song. And I think we can both agree uh, on this one. But the song that we're covering today is That's What Friends Are For by Donnie and Friends, uh, credited to uh donnie and friends but it is actually sung by donnie warwick elton john gladys knight and stevie wonder how you doing yes samuel i'm doing all right um i didn't realize it was pronounced donnie so i'm glad you said it before me um i was not well, now you're making me think i got it wrong <laughs> I, I was like saying dion is what i was saying you are pr- you might be correct i i if if i am cor- i need to I need to Google this. I might. <laughs> I. Uh... It's all right. Well, if anyone feels like correcting us, please uh, put it in the comments. Um, all right. So before we get into this song by like the um, all star friends of the uh, 80s, tell me about 1986, JP. So 1986 has uh, an absolute amazing thing that happened in October 9th. Uh, So when we think of Broadway musicals, we might think of some very, very popular musicals like uh, Rent, uh, Cats, Joseph and the Amazing Color Dreamcoat. But what you might not know is that in October of 1986 is when the Phantom of the Opera opens in London for its first showing and it still continues today making it the longest running broadway show in history i thought it was older so it's based on a it's based on a book that is older written in i believe 19 uh like 1910 um but it wasn't actually implemented into a broadway show until 1986 I need to watch some version of Phantom of the Opera because the only thing I know about it, um, there used to be this place that did variations on A Christmas Carol every year, and their their shtick was every year the the Ghost of Christmas Present would change, and one year the Ghost of Christmas Present was the Phantom of the Opera, and it made no sense, and I just kept on hearing that organ riff over and over and over again that everyone's heard from the Phantom of the Opera. So I need to watch that movie or play or something at some point in my life in the near future. For sure. For sure. Okay. I would like to uh, make a rectifying statement. It is Dion Warwick. I oh, okay. have got the pronunciation here. I mispronounced it. I am sorry. Um, it is Dion Warwick. I do apologize. Dion and friends. All right. Well, this song was actually written by Bert Batchratch. I hope I'm saying that right. And Carol Bayer Sager. Um, it was released as a charity single for AIDS research and prevention. Um, and you're going to love this, JP. It was originally released four years earlier by one Rod Stewart. Mm, why <laughs> he haunts the we show <laughs> we can't get away from rod stewart 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I like this version. I, I'm not going to sully it by going to listen to Rod Stewart. Also, if any Rod Stewart fans are listening, uh, I've got nothing personally against Rod Stewart. I just am not a fan. Um, but I am a fan of this song because I got to say, Samuel, wow. Like, this is a track that I heard the, I've, I've heard the name of, but I had no real, like, anticipation. I had no, I had no excitement. But when I listen to this track, not only is the guest list just absolutely stacked with amazing, uh, amazing artists that apparently I don't understand how to pronounce names. Um, just seriously, Dion Warwick, Elton John, Gladys Knight, Stevie Wonder. I'll say it again. Wow. There is I mean, so that's much probably love four of the best song. vocalists of the past, of like the 60s through the 80s. Seriously. Seriously. There is, this is an incredible song. And I, I mean, my first impressions are that. Wow. All caps. Like, I, I got nothing. I, I, I don't have any other first impressions. So I'd like to hear your, your first impressions of this song as well. Um, I mean, I would say... So, I think to talk about my first impressions, I have to talk about the music. Um, I will say, though, a fun fact about this with those artists. Um, this was the last number one hit for any of these artists, with the exception of Elton John, who he's actually on our list at a later time. Um, but So, this was the last number hit, one hit for Stevie Wonder, Gladys Knight, and um, Dion. And additionally, this is one of the few songs where one of the artists participating in it had a number one hit as well in the 60s, with Stevie Wonder having a hit as early as 1963, because mm. Stevie Wonder was like 10 when he started on Motown. He right, was yeah. ridiculously young. For sure. So, um, I... Okay, so... I'll just start with the music. Cause that's my first impression, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, this music is here, but for one purpose, it's here to make you cry. Um, that's exactly mm-hmm. what this song is made for. And this is the kind of sappy ballad that hits me right. Um, there's nothing groundbreaking here, but I enjoy the ride. Just mm-hmm. when I hear really good people singing a sad sounding song, that's sentimental. Like I'm a I'm a very sentimental person. Um, I I love um, like coming of age films. Mm. Um, you know, just they hit me just right for whatever the reason, mm-hmm. and I enjoy the ride. So this song, and I'll talk about later. This is like very much a graduation song. I feel like, mm. um, and I'd be. I'm remiss if I didn't as well to say, you know, this guest list, all their voices sound amazing. Um, all their vocal performances are top of the line. Like, I didn't even necessarily realize it was like Elton John in there initially. But once mm-hmm. I heard it, I was like, oh, of course that's Elton John. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they all sound really good together. Um, and they actually, there's a video I watched of them reuniting all four of them to perform this like in 2010. And they obviously sounded older, but they still sounded really good. So um, it's a it's a nice um, it's a nice gentle kind of sappy, but in a good way song. 
that makes me feel really happy inside. Mm. Um, so there's my first impression slash music. Okay. Okay. You know, I, I felt like the music itself is, is such a gem, you know, from the harmonica to the piano melody at the very beginning to the absolute just knock out stellar vocal performances by all the artists involved. Uh, you know, every instrument, this is so this is so cool because on multiple listens, if you listen not even that closely, just kind of pay attention, you can hear every single instrument and it has an important part to play. You if it's the type of track where if you isolated the guitar and removed it, you would notice. If you isolated the bass line, we were talk just talking about that with uh, Prince, you would notice if it was missing. So there are so few songs where you can feel the soul with each and every single note. And I also find it just important to note that the use of voice, again, is used as an instrument. And when you have these four absolute powerhouse vocals that do so well on their own, you can layer them together in so many different ways and still give each a chance to shine. It's really something to behold. It's very, very special. I, I cannot state how much I really enjoy this music. Fair enough. And I like it. Yeah. Um, now, the lyrics. I'm personally a bit torn on the lyrics. On one hand, darn, this is a sappy um, song, right? But I go back to my criteria for music. Um, and really, it's my criteria. I, I pulled it from a Captain Logan from the Geek Pollution YouTube channel. Um, his criteria for reviewing any media is what is this media trying to accomplish? Does it accomplish it well? Is this worth accomplishing? So um, what is the song trying to accomplish? It's trying to give you a sentimental feel-good song. Okay. Does it accomplish this well? Uh, heck yeah. Like, yes, it very much accomplishes this goal. Yes. Um, is this worth doing? And as far as I'm concerned... We can always use another feel-good song that makes you want to cry. Now, there are some feel-good songs that can sound fake. I don't necessarily get the fakeness in this one. And especially charity singles. Mm -hmm. Like, some charity singles can sound very, like, cobbled together or very, like, yeah, I'm doing this just to, you know, for a tax write-off or whatever. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, I don't necessarily get that from this one. I, I, I get the idea that um, the artists were very much into, you know, they wanted to help some people. Um, they knew they had a good song in their hands. Um, and they uh, they gave it their all um, for, you know, what it was worth in this recording session. Uh -huh. So, um, yeah, I feel like the lyrics and the music accomplished all three of those things very nicely. Yeah, you know, it, the lyrics of the song... If you just isolate them down to the lyrics, they're they're fine. Uh, there there's not they're nothing really spectacular, but I think and it's hard for me to to square this because I I agree with you in that if you just look at the lyrics, I mean yes it it does accomplish them well, but if if we just look at the lyrics on paper for a moment, they're 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 fine. They're not incredible by any stretch of the imagination, um, but it's the way that they are performed that makes them shine. Because each and every rendition of the chorus feels powerful, 
it builds every time you hear it. So even though the lyrics are technically repetitive, if you were just to read this song on a sheet of paper, it's the fact that they are sung with so much passion and with a different vocal sound that pulls me in. You know, truthfully, I could listen to this song layered and relayered and resung every single way that there is possible and harmonize them more and more and more. And I would never get tired because it is a magical experience and I really enjoy it. So again, the lyrics on paper are not that incredible, but when they are put into this song sung by these voices in this way, that's what makes them impactful. So give me your final thoughts on this. This is a feel good song. Absolutely. This is a song that you might play whenever you need to remind yourself that you've got people around you that care about you. Because this is what this is what I love about this track. You almost feel like these people are singing directly to you. You can feel their connection. And that's a special kind of connection that a singer can make over an audio recording that is, you know, uh, 1986, so 30 years old. 40 years old. Gosh, I'm old. 40 years old. Sorry. Oh, well, it's probably not 40 years. It's like 35. It's not important. Um, It's the fact that they can make that connection even though it's that many years old. And this song is a song for the ages. And I can look back and sing that and I can still feel that connection. And I can't get enough of it. So uh, for my overall ratings, I gave the music a three. It's an absolute solid powerhouse of a track that I love every single part of, and I cannot get enough of it. Uh, the lyrics, I gave a 2.5 because once again, in isolation on paper, the lyrics are nothing special. However, the overall fact that they are sung with so much passion is just absolutely incredible. Uh, so 2.5 there. And overall, once again, three, because that connection is still made with me 35 years later. I cannot get enough of it, and I constantly want more. So I landed on a total score of 8.5 out of 9, a nearly perfect score. Okay, I am not quite that high. Um, so my final thoughts on this is I wonder how many graduations the song's been played at, because I can hear <laughs> this as a graduation song. I'm surprised I haven't heard it at a graduation in my lifetime. Right, I don't yeah. know how I have it, because this is such a graduation song. Um, but it feels less cheesy. Okay, I take that back. It feels just as cheesy as most graduation songs. It just feels a bit more sincere, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. This feels like a, a timeless song. Maybe give it a few production scrubs, and it could be played in almost any decade. Like, we've listened to, you know, I would say at least the 50s. Definitely the 60s forward. This song could be just played at any point. And no one yeah, knows. Yeah, um, this is just cheese whiz goodness. Um, it's cheesy, but I enjoy it for what it is. Um, so music, I give it two. This is mainly for the vocal talent. I think all these artists are very talented vocally and deserve all the respect for that. Lyrics, I give a 1.5. Like you said, in isolation, they're a bit boring. And if it wasn't these artists singing, I don't know that I'd appreciate the song as much. Overall, I give the song a 2.5 in the fact that this is pretty timeless. Like, I see this song lasting for forever. Um, I hope 
I'm surprised this song hasn't been like revived yet. Like, how has this not been picked up by? There's a very big thing of boy bands right now. How has this not been picked up by a boy <laughs> band to like you know revive? You know, um, so I give this a six out of nine personally. Okay, okay, and you know it's it's hard to it's hard to square, especially since. You've got four very distinct vocals, and I think you're right. Boy bands are kind of known for that. They're having four this this kind of format of a song, four distinct vocals or or more potentially, um, while still trying to give each each vocalist their own uh, kind of focal point. So this song kind of is is screaming for that type of thing. But I think also, in my view, this song recorded in any other way is just not going to have the same impact. And I think maybe that's why it hasn't been redone or anything like that in this same format, because it's just not going to be the same. And, uh, you know, covering a song is always fine in most cases. Obviously, this is a cover song itself of the original. But, I mean, I haven't taken the time to listen to the original, but I can (laughs) almost promise that I like this, this version better. Uh, so that's our thoughts on this song let us know what you think in the comments below Um, as always my name is Samuel and my name is JP and uh, we have been talking about 1986's That's What Friends Are For by Dion and Friends thanks for listening this has been a Brothers King Media production (laughs) 